0: Hello, my friends. I'm so glad that you could join me today. Welcome back to another episode of Anything Goes. Hey, Anything Goes family. Welcome back to another episode. And if you're new, welcome to anything goes. Uh, Welcome to a family of people who are always wanting to learn and improve and be kind and try to better the world around them. Uh, You're in a good company here with all of us. Well friends, I hope that your week has gone well. I hope that you are enjoying your weekend. And whatever challenges you may be encountering, I hope that you are finding the strength and the focus and opportunities to resolve those things uh, as amicably and swiftly as possible so that you can get back to what you need to do in life. Well friends, we've all been seeing what's been going on in the world We've all seen what's uh, happening with regard to coronavirus and all of these things. There's plenty of challenges to talk about, obviously, but that's not my focus for this episode. Rather, this episode, I thought I would talk about some interesting things that might be on the horizon for 2021. Uh, now, granted, I'm looking at what's happening primarily here in the U.S., but I think a lot of these things would have some impact in other places as well. So with that said, I wanted to first get into uh, talking about something that helped me as I was looking through these things, to kind of get some ideas. And that is looking at futurists. There's many of futurists I've followed much of what they've said. Some are contemporary, some are uh, not contemporary. Um, so I wanted to start first by defining what a futurist is, because maybe you've never heard of that, or maybe you have never really looked it up. So let's let's get a definition on that. A futurist is a person whose specialty or interest is in futurology, uh, or to put it another way, the attempt to systematically explore predictions and possibilities about the future and how they emerge from the present, whether that is of human society in particular or of life on Earth in general. So looking at what's happening now to try and see what what could happen in the future. There are many uh, futurists that are out there, people who would be identified as futurists. A few of note that I would mention are um, Amy Webb, uh, Nikola Tesla, Joanne Pransky, Ann Lise, and I may say this name wrong, Kier. It's K J A E R. I'm not exactly sure how to pronounce it. I spent some time in Germany, and so I'm assuming the J is going to have that Y sound, so Kier. Uh, Buckminster Fuller, Arthur C. Clarke, Sohel, and sorry if I get it wrong, Sohail Inayatula, Gerd Leonard. Michio Kaku, which many have probably seen his face, and Ray Kurzweil. These are people who are futurists. Now some of them have careers in other ways, but some of them are primarily futurists. They just look at what's happening now and what can we expect potentially in the future. So with that said, uh, there were a few things that I found interesting that are looking like they're gonna be starting to happen this year. And the first one and you'll notice for a few of these it's going to be related to Elon Musk because whether you like the man or not he's pretty prolific at what he's doing in business so the first thing is self-driving cars and when I say that I know we've heard about them and how they've had their failures but this year may very well be the year we see the emergence of fully self-driving cars like no person behind the wheel at all a little nerve-wracking in some ways but this is uh, not only something that may emerge more this year but is already being tested out Uh, so where is this happening Tesla Network uh, is a thing that's being created right it's under Tesla there is a thing created called Tesla Network Tesla network will allow car owners to let their cars be used like like an Uber, essentially. So, here's how this would work. Let's say you own a Tesla Roadster or their more compact car or whatever, or a Cybertruck. The way this is set up, if you are on Tesla network and it is being tested out in... Um, I think up in the northeast of US in like two or three states. If you own your car, your Tesla car, and you're at home, you can connect it to the Tesla network and someone can request a ride. Your car can get summoned from your driveway and drive, pick that person up, take them where they need to go, come back to your home and you get paid. How crazy is that? An autonomous car that you own and you can drive but it can also drive itself and you can put it on a network when you're not using it and let it go and be like a taxi and take people around and you get paid that is amazing to me and that's something that we have happening here in the US and may actually emerge more prolific now and especially given that we have a more uh, a very Democrat, uh well I shouldn't say heavy but There is a dominance of Democrat in the House, Senate, and in the Cabinet. And so these kinds of green energy things are things that are typically more promoted. That's amazing to me. I don't own a Tesla. I don't have the money to own a Tesla. But knowing that this exists would be a real interesting motivator because that means in times where maybe I'm not having to use the vehicle, I'm at home, uh, working from home, I could let my car drive around And take people around and make money with it now obviously there's logistics that have to be considered about you know let's say you pick someone up and they tear up your car or you know they're drunk and they vomit in your car you know there's got to be some accountabilities for that surely but still that's an amazing thing I mean think back 50 years ago 50 years ago do you think people were thinking about um, the year 2000 and they were gonna have self-driving cars Yeah, of course they were. But were we there? No. So we've been seeing this idea, this hope of like automated cars for a long time. Uh, A very popular movie with Tom Cruise, Minority Report, had self-driving vehicles, right? This has been an idea we've seen for a while. And yet, here we are finally seeing something of sci-fi becoming reality. Cars that can drive themselves fully. And you get paid for it. I don't know, I just find that to be a very interesting prospect of something that's looking like it could start happening more uh, and coming out more this year. And continuing within uh, the Elon Musk empire, we're looking at uh, satellite internet for all, eventually. That's the idea. Uh, SpaceX has been launching all of all 2020 through the pandemic, I don't know if you followed or not, but SpaceX has been sending rockets up and almost every month releasing another thousand and another thousand and another thousand satellites out there. And the reason for it is they're working on this project called Starlink. S-T-A-R-L-I-N-K. Starlink is Elon Musk's project to create a global network of 12,000 satellites that's intended to create internet coverage globally for everyone. And that's amazing. Now, granted, there's some logistic concerns about, well, how do you navigate 12,000 satellites, and how do you, you know, should we have that much stuff floating around our planet, and all kinds of things, right? But... That's still amazing to me. It's That's crazy. that w- That's something we've talked about. In, in education, I've heard it, where they've talked about in some countries, they don't have the ability to learn in the ways that they would like to because they don't even have access to the internet. So something like Starlink could really help bridge the gap. And honestly, I would feel, in my particular opinion, I'd feel more comfortable with Starlink doing it than Facebook and uh, Zuckerberg and his information grabbing self Um, I don't necessarily appreciate a lot of his practices with that in regard to privacy and information but I digress that's for another discussion so Starlink has been launching satellite after satellites after satellites trying to build that out and this year may very well be the the year where we get to see Starlink actually start to come on board online and um, be available for people to make use of, and it's very possible that by the end of this year we may see Starlink go public as a uh, IPO in stock. So, for those that are already invested in Tesla, I am, um, then you know you can jump in on Starlink when that becomes available. So that's another thing to look at that's very likely to be emerging this year. Another one, and here's one that I think can throw back to the conspiracy stuff, right? And I I still think this may be a reason why they're partly doing it. Uh, This year we're looking at a revisiting of the moon, going back to the moon. And uh, for those who've been following that, China recently landed, and I say recently as in to say within last year, Uh, recently landed a probe on the moon's surface. I believe it was on the back side of the moon. People refer to it as the dark side of the moon, but it's really not that way. The sun touches that side as well. Typically, that side is illuminated when we're seeing no moon on our side, Um, or something to that extent, at least. Uh, At any rate, they landed a probe on the moon and we're trying to kind of retrieve some samples to get an idea of what mineral composition is there and the reason for that is partly because we've had discussions about space travel and how if we set up some sort of base or something of that nature on the moon then that would make for a a great staging point to then launch further out into space so we're looking at revisiting the moon and here's something crazy. Moon buggies will be a, will be landing on the moon for the first ever space vehicle race, as in vehicles racing on the moon's surface. Now, there's some physics issues that I was thinking about. Immediately, what came to my mind was, well, the uh, gravity is rather, rather low on the moon, so if you're going fast and you can break um you can break the pull of gravity on you, then you can launch yourself off the moon's surface and float off into space. So there's some logistics I wonder they'll have to think about as far as like how to weight the the vehicles and how to keep people strapped in and stuff like that. Nonetheless, how crazy is that? We may very well see not only a, a returning to the moon, but the first ever Moon Buggy Race on the moon Surface, and this is actually, they're, they're looking at buggy design proposals now, um, and the, the group that's handling this is an organization called Moon Mark, M-O-O-N-M-A-R-K, Moon Mark, Moonmark. and they're partnering with Intuitive Machines, which works with NASA on a lot of the space vehicles so not only will we be making a return to the moon this year as as it looks if all goes well but we may actually see a space race and i don't mean space race like racing to see who's going to get to space first we've already done that but actually a race on the surface of the moon between moon buggies one of the people involved in that interestingly enough is a person that was involved with some of the design work for ferrari (laughs) That's crazy to me. So there's something interesting to look forward to in 2021 is that we may be seeing the return back to the moon and potentially a space race, a moon buggy race on the surface of the moon. How crazy is that? Like I, space kind of freaks me out a little bit with all the potential of killing you and such, but if I was given the opportunity and I knew I was going to be equipped and trained, I would totally go to the moon surface and race a moon buggy. That would be fun and crazy and how many people could have that story in their life so there's something to look at and that you know we're returning back to the moon surface which would also be great uh, for those that say that we never landed on the moon to be able to have high-quality cameras now to get to the moon surface and say hey you remember that flag you said we never planted here it is Hey, that that moon buggy that you said we never had here it is (laughs) so That's something that we're looking at happening in 2021. That's fun. And speaking of gravity, we are gravitating back towards Elon Musk again because, well, he just keeps making stuff that's working. So this year, we very much so, because of politics and because of what Elon Musk has been doing, we may see this year becoming kind of an advent to the increase of solar power and energy storage uh, and companies that work in that. And in particular, Elon Musk has been working on something that uh, I actually tried to do probably 10, 12 years ago with a friend of mine when I created, we were coming up with something that I call GHS, Green Home Solutions, in which we were looking at how to build an entire entire housing developments that could be sustainable by partitioning the developments into different areas, commercial areas, uh some agricultural, uh, some energy. Uh, stuff like a main hub for energy production and also building homes that had many different things built into them to generate electricity from water moving down drains to the whirlybirds that ventilate uh, attics to generating electricity off of that to solar film on windows to collect energy uh, power banks all kinds of stuff like that and so now You know, I never had the money or the support to get there, but here Elon Musk is doing it. So he's going on with uh, this idea. So what he's doing is he's looking at fitting houses with his solar panels, with his home batteries, and linking all of those homes together and linking them all to the power grid. And for what reason? So that it helps you to generate electricity for your home, but whatever you aren't using... Can then go into the power grid, and the energy companies can use that during peak times to offset energy costs or energy usage, and then you get a check in the mail for the energy they used from your home so this is being tested out already it's kind of being beta tested in Massachusetts, Connecticut, and Rhode Island in the u s um, So imagine if you own a Tesla and you are working and you're living in one of those Tesla fitted homes. Currently, I don't know if you're making any money at this point, but potentially you could be making money off of your car driving around taking people places and your home producing more energy than you need and the energy company paying for that. How's that for passive income? (laughs) So that's something that's very interesting that's happening already being beta tested. And so, you know, anytime there's a high, at least here in the U.S., there's a high Democrat uh, population in the House and Senate and Cabinet, there's usually much more push for green initiatives, uh, solar and energy, that's alternative to fossil fuels. Uh, and I won't get into all of that because that could get a whole other discussion about global warming and fossil fuels and energy and alternatives and all of that, but nonetheless we we see that that's already being beta tested and we may see a increase in that, and that's good news. We obviously all need to be doing what we can to try and slow down the climate change, and try to have an Earth that we can live within, and sustain our our life within for generations to come. Also, going to the Moon and to Mars and all of that is ways by which we're trying to think of other ways to sustain life, and to ease the burden on the planet of resources. That said, another thing that we're probably going to see an increase of here in the U.S., and maybe for some other places, but I know here we will, is going green in a different way. Now, in a previous episode recently, you heard me talking about uh, marijuana and how those things were going on. Going green also goes to that regard. Uh, in a more Democrat House, Senate, and Cabinet, the chances of legalizing or decriminalizing, at least, uh, marijuana for medical uses, um, Medicinal uses for recreational will go up and there's a very good chance we may see um, this year an opening on legislation and markets in the U.S. for marijuana. And here's another place, as I mentioned, Starlink going public potentially this year, and you could get in on that. There are many companies here that are in the U.S. that some of them are based out of Canada, um, that are ready and primed so that when that door is opened in the u.s their stocks should have a great surge up because they're ready to then bring medical marijuana and recreational marijuana to the population and my personal view as you've heard me say before is i'm for it Um, i'm not concerned about all the reefer madness craziness that's been promoted it's a lot of hooey Uh, i'm happy to see people who Were put in jail for minor offenses of marijuana being let out. Um, And furthermore, there's a good money-making opportunity. Looking at states like Colorado, who did tax revenue from allowing people to have marijuana, brought in a lot of money to the state. So, uh, and here's something crazy to know. One of the, because there's four different marijuana companies I've got stock in just waiting for when they take off one of them is actually partly supported by surprise surprise a pretty conservative Republican Um, and so that's interesting but there's another area where we may see growth uh, in a positive way for the US and for the economy for those who want to invest there's different stocks that you can get into I've got four different companies that I've got some stock in and certainly, if you're interested in any of that stuff, I can let you know. Investing is another thing I've been doing for myself and that I'm looking at developing into something to help other people that are starting and in investing, that are young in it, that want some advice and guidance. I'm no professional licensed person. I'm a hobby investor, but I'm doing well with it. Uh, and so I want to try and find a way to make that something that helps me to keep sustained and also can help others. But if you're interested in that, You know, you can message me and I can kind of give you uh, the information on stuff that I've been tracking that may be of benefit there. So there's another thing that's coming along that we may be able to enjoy. Well, friends, um, other than that, I think there's a lot of stuff we can look at with regard to uh, things to look forward to in the future. And we'll pick up on that right after this break. Anything Goes Family. Just wanted to take this moment to remind you that if you like this podcast and you'd like to see it continue to grow and improve, um, I welcome you to become a monthly supporter to the podcast. You can do so at anchor.fm forward slash Joseph, J-O-S-E-P-H hyphen or dash Guzman, G-U-Z-M-A-N And the number three, there on that page, you'll find a button that says support. If you click on that button, you can become a monthly supporter to the podcast for as little as $0.99 a month, $4.99 a month, or $9.99 a month. The choice is up to you. And if you decide that you want to be a supporter larger than that, or you'd like to do a one-time gift, then you can click on that other button that says message. And I can certainly arrange that with you. And as always, my friends, I always love hearing from you. So if you'd like to send me a hello, you can click on that message button and let me know. Or if you'd like to be considered for a podcast or if you have an idea for a podcast, send me a message. I always love hearing from you, my friends. All right, friends, we are back. So looking forward, there are other things we can look forward to as well, and I think it's important to do so. It's it's important to remember that despite the difficulties we've encountered, and there have been some definite difficulties, there are some really amazing things that we can look forward to as well. And with vaccines continuing to be put out and more people getting them, um, the chances of COVID-19 fatalities go down uh, doesn't mean that you can't get sick from it. You can still get COVID. The idea of the vaccines is just to help you to minimize it so that you don't have the serious effects of it. That can be fatal. But looking forward, as we can get more and more and more people vaccinated, we can start getting back to living life with each other again in a in a way that we've probably many of us missed if not all of us things like having friends come over and hang out and going to a restaurant or a bar and hanging with friends and just laughing about life together and being around people without having to worry about you know them wearing a mask properly and all that kind of stuff there's a lot of good things to be excited about and just being able to reconnect will be one of the biggest ones I'm also excited and hopeful for the prospect that business may no longer be as it once was because of COVID and in positive ways, like many companies realizing many of the jobs they have do not have to be done in an office, but could actually be done remotely and the money that can be saved. Um, I've seen companies that they had to go remote for COVID and then quickly realized that they were still able to be just as productive with their people working remotely. And then were able to shrink down the amount of office space they were paying for. And that saved a lot of money. When you don't have to pay for all the office, additional office space and all of the heating and cooling and the water and everything else that you're having to do to keep that place functional for humans to be there in long periods of time. It's a money saver. So I'm excited for how business can change there. I'm also hopeful that um, some of the uglier parts we've seen of businesses that they tend to do when employment is high get exposed and those companies get rebuked, corrected, and we can start seeing a better way of doing business because it's something I've talked about many a times and it's something that I still see happening, which is, one, companies being deceptive about the jobs they're looking for. Two, uh, companies being unnecessarily... Uh, restrictive in who they will hire I can't tell you how many jobs I've seen that I've looked at that I fit much of the criteria from executive level jobs to kind of managerial jobs that this the things they needed the person to do I could do but then they would always have something in there such as you know many of them have must have MBA and for those of you listening that have an MBA Kudos to you. I know the work it takes to get those degrees done. But I also know that having an MBA is not the end-all, be-all degree to someone that's good at doing business. As you've heard me say before, um, a very wealthy entrepreneur, uh, Mark Cuban, has been quoted as saying, and I've got a magazine where he said it, um, what we need in business is not more MBAs what we need in business is more liberal arts degrees and the reason for that is the business applications of management those can be taught to almost anyone they're not that complicated we make it seem very elitist it's not Um, mathematics and things like that for some stuff depending on what it is like a CPA yes you probably need to know what you're doing very well well not probably you should Um, but a lot of this stuff doesn't have to be that way And the beauty of having liberal arts people is that they're trained to be creative and to come up with solutions when they don't have what's ideal. They're trained to be divergent thinkers. And so I'm hopeful that we'll see some changes in the way business practices are in hiring and their elitism that they tend to have on who they believe is the right candidate. Because I've seen many people who I know them well could be could blow the socks off of what business has been doing in these different areas, but will never be considered because of the highly unnecessary restrictiveness of employers right now. And they do it every time things get difficult in the economy and there's high employment. I get the idea, they want to get the best they can get, but they go about it in a, in a very poor way. Um, Which, to that end, I'll also say, you can hire me and I can help you with that. That's one of the things I do, is helping businesses streamline those things. (laughs) It's my show, I can plug myself if I want to. (laughs) At any rate. So, yeah, there's a lot of things to still look forward to, friends. Connection and vaccines and economy moving forward. There are difficulties we're going to have to face, for sure. But perhaps you're the solution to that. Instead of looking at the problem and saying, oh no, we're stuck, how can we figure out a way to do it otherwise? I would not be doing a podcast if it was not for that. As you've heard me say in previous podcasts, I got laid off from a job where I was supposed to get promoted into a higher level position. And instead, budgets were cut, my position was cut, and um, I was left as part of the large unemployed unemployed, uh, population. And I've seen a lot of the elitism there. But if I had not had the encouragement of friends and I had not had the willingness to try something different, I wouldn't be doing podcasting. I wouldn't be doing some of the other things I'm doing. uh, Rather than just sitting here going, well, woe is me. Who knows if I'll ever get a job. I'll continue looking and we'll see if that's where my path is. But who knows? Maybe podcasting is my thing. And maybe one of the best things that happened was getting laid off to open my time and my creative process so that I can start delving into these areas that I might not have other I might not have otherwise delved into same for you friends maybe you're the solution to the problem let your creativity help you let your brainstorming run wild and see what you can come up with so That all said, friends, I think uh, in this episode, it's going to be a little bit of a shorter one. I know I went a little longer on the previous section before the break, but I really just kind of wanted to do one to talk a little bit about some of the things happening in the future and to just kind of remind us to think about the future in optimistic ways. There's many things we can do, um, and there's still a lot of great opportunities out there. There's still a lot of ways to better ourselves uh, internally and externally, business-wise, personally, so on. And I'm happy to help you guide to help guide you along that along the way as you need it. So friends, let's stay hopeful. Let's stay optimistic. This year's just getting started. And while there are challenges, maybe we can be a solution to the challenge. Maybe we can find an alternative way to make things happen. Maybe we can find a way to sustain ourselves in unconventional ways. It's doable. Well, friends, as I always say, stay curious, stay kind, especially to those that are difficult to be around. They need it. You're difficult at times. We all are. Um, I'm thankful for all of you. You really help me to keep doing this. Um, and for those who come to a point where they're financially able to do so, your financial support monthly to this podcast would really make the difference in helping me to grow it out and potentially even bring on another uh, co-host so that it's not just my voice at all times, and maybe to be able to bring on some more guests. Stay kind, stay curious, friends. Keep optimistic. Let's look forward with optimism to the future, no matter the challenges we face. And remember, you might be the solution to the problem you're facing. You might be a solution to a problem the world is facing. So keep that in mind, friends. And until next time, I care about all of you, I'm thankful for you, and I send my love and prayers to each of you, wherever you are and whatever you're facing. We will talk to you soon, friends.